taproot taproot <laughs> yes yes taproot finally the thing that everybody's been waiting for us taproot we finally got taproot okay but look at what else is going on in all the other crypto projects, right? Everybody's pumping out all of these new innovations that are changing the world and changing finance. But, ah, but we have Taproot. So you can hold on to your money better. You cannot spend your money better. Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, how can you get hyped up about that? The only thing they have going for them is just number goes up, right? Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. This following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. I always get these in the wrong order. This is episode number 27, Andre Jick and voluntary funding featuring cheap lightning. Today is Saturday, the 28th of August, 2021. I'm Jeremy, your host. Jet is producing the show, same as last week and same as next week too. We're going to do a little spoiler there and uh cheap lightning is my guest on the show this week how you doing meow 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 so cheap lightning is a cat and also a bch advocate and early adopter and a merchant and uh <laughs> well, yeah, i mean you do a lot of things in the scene right so yeah, like, yeah. Uh, give us a full rundown um so I, I seem to say this a lot check out my my read.cash because there's my full bitcoin biography there uh if you really want to know but um you know, people don't want to read stuff so I'll, I'll briefly go through it so uh i read i read about bitcoin when it was really new and i thought it's a scam <laughs> internet money's not going to work you're going to have some guy with a computer and he's just going to steal all the money. It's a scam. Forget about it. Um, and I didn't think about it again until 2011 when I saw, I read an article about uh, Bitcoin is the most disruptive technology we've ever seen or something titled something like that. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read about this and see what's going on there. Um, and uh, that's when I really got into it. I read the white paper, and it, you know, I'm not a computer scientist, but uh, it just, it, it clicked, right? It's like, aha, okay, so this, this Nakamoto dude figured it out. Uh, he, he figured out how to make uh, a system that isn't, isn't scammable um, without a huge investment of money. Um, and I was off to the races since then. Um, so, of course, at first, um, you know, I, I acquired some Bitcoin from Gavin's faucet and I tried it out and I was like, oh, OK, I see how this works. This is really simple, really amazing. This is going to change everything. And I knew the potential right away. Um, I, I started mining uh, when it was still possible to do with GPUs um, and uh, everybody laughs like what? I still have my GPU uh, from that time. I'm going to keep it forever because uh, it's such a memorable keepsake. Um, and I, I started accepting um, Bitcoin. It was the only that there's Namecoin as well. But uh, I accepted Bitcoin in my my store, um, and sure enough, people wanted to use it. They wanted to use it to buy stuff. Um, I gave a, a small discount, ten percent or something, but uh, sales came in. 
And, uh, you know, I didn't have to use PayPal. I didn't have to use uh, bank transfers or anything. And uh, I just, wow, this is, this is the future right here. Peer-to-peer electronic cash doesn't get much better than this. Um, and then, of course, I got goxed and uh, uh, several other scams uh, and, and uh, exchanges that uh, Cripsy and uh, several other uh, exchanges that went bust. Uh, and, of course, um, that was uh, an, an unpleasant experience. Um, but uh, I, I stuck with it uh, after Gox. There was, you know, the Bitcoin price crash, and so I took a bit of a break. Uh, I stopped reading about uh, what was going on in the scene and uh, stopped reading Bitcoin talk and uh, took a step back. And I thought, okay, well, if Bitcoin survives this, then it's going to survive, um, and uh, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of time and let people recuperate, and then I'll come back. Uh, and I still accepted it in my store and I still got some sales. Uh, people still interested in, in buying things with Bitcoin until uh, I forget exactly when it was, but I got a customer who emailed me and he said, uh, you know, what are you doing? The fee is higher than, than the price of the item. And I, I said, I'm sorry, there's probably some, some problem with my settings. Let me, let me check and I'll get back to you. And uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't my website. It was Bitcoin was broken. Um, the fee had gotten to be where the price was higher than the product the person wanted to buy. And I thought, well, this is, this is weird. How, how could this have happened when I was buying stuff with Bitcoin? It was, you know, pennies. It was literally pennies, um, or free. You could do free transactions. I remember you set the fee to zero and it would still go through. Um, and so that's when I started reading about the scaling debate and what was going on there. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't need to go through the history of the split. Everybody knows what happened there, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was into Bitcoin cash, uh, right away. Cause I, that's, that's what I signed up for. You know, that's the vision of, of Bitcoin that really interested me. So. Um, and yeah. also at, sorry, uh, at that time, uh, you know, I, I was still just a merchant, you know, I didn't think anything about being involved in the space. Like, what can I do? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a programmer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm useless. I, I have no voice. I have no, uh, I have no ability to influence anything. You know, I'm just a merchant. I, 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 you know, uh, I'm nothing. Um, but you know it started off just on reddit you know people would post these crazy things uh and i would just fight trolls um and then uh, that just kept building and building i should also say there was the the first bitcoin cash conference here in japan it was in tokyo um and i thought well i'm going to go check it out and see what's going on with these people and it was really really inspirational um and so I decided to start spending a bit more time getting involved in stuff. Um, and, you know, it is permissionless. You can, you can jump into the space. You don't need uh, some, someone to tell you it's okay to build stuff. You just jump in, do it. Um, you don't need permission to start a meetup. Just start a meetup. Uh, you don't need permission to onboard a new merchant. You don't need special skills to onboard a new merchant. Um, you just go to one of your regular places and be like, Hey, have you heard about Bitcoin cash? You know, 
uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, Yumeno and I started the meetup uh, in Osaka, um, and from there I've just been getting more and more involved with different things. Uh, I, I produce the network discussions videos. Uh, I work with Satoshi's Angels now. Uh, I don't. Maybe this is a, a, a scoop. Uh, so I'm officially a Satoshi's Angel now. Uh, uh, so I don't look like an angel, but, uh, you know, please forgive me. Um, I, apparently I am an angel. So uh, there we go. Um, and still a merchant. Uh, all of the goods in my shop, cheaplightning.com, are 50% off if you pay in BCH. Uh, you moderate a bunch of uh, Telegram channels now. Um, and my pet project, which is floundering, um, struggling, slowly slowly gaining work uh, is build.cash which i hope to be uh, a directory of of different projects uh, all the different projects on bch uh, and that took a lot of time but there we go that's that's my story feel free to edit and chop that down later <laughs> no no this is this is great and uh, definitely i i just I have a couple things i really want to uh dig into you know usually we blast on with Please. the price and everything but I, I, I love, you know, that on this show, even, you know, so far in what, like 20, you know, seven episodes, I've actually had quite a few people like from the, from the very, very early days. Like, I mean, you know, I got into it in 2013, you know, mid to late 2013, but I've had already a bunch of people on this show that were, you know, 2010, 2011, I don't think anybody, maybe one or two from 2012, you know, so it surprised me, right? Because those people are pretty freaking rare, like on an exponential, you know, that's sure. incredibly rare. And so, yeah, just, uh, you know, of, of what you were saying, a couple of things that uh, probably, you know, stuck out to me that, that, you know, it might be interesting for the listeners to think about. So the first thing I, I thought was you said you, you read the white paper and that's the same thing I, you know, did as well, where I, um, I heard about it and then a couple months later, you know, I, it was in the back of my mind and I sat down and that was the first thing I did was read the, read the white paper. And I guess, you know, I was uh, into computer science and stuff. So that kind of made a bit more sense uh, to me in, in that way. But that's the, that's another thing that was very, very common. Like nowadays, a lot of people know about Bitcoin or they've heard about it. They might've bought it. They might've sent it around or whatever, but that's not the first thing that they go and find and look and, and, and read as much, uh, anymore which is maybe part of why we're in the you know, predicament that we're in to, to some extent do you have any do you have any thoughts about that yeah um the the vast majority of of people uh that got into bitcoin were during one of the bubbles right so 2017 or the recent bubble or or probably mostly or in between uh, and if you're if your goal is chasing price and and moon lamborghini then number go up is the only thing you care about the history and how it works etc is not important um but but for a lot of us older people um uh, and people specifically who 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 forked to bitcoin cash uh we are in it for philosophical reasons right we have uh, a real deep uh uh feeling of of need for new money for the world and i would absolutely love to get rich i like you know i'm not going to deny that i would be very very happy to 
sit on the beach every day and just play guitar and and read books but um that is not nearly as important as creating a better world for everyone and if i don't get rich but bitcoin cash takes over the world and the next generation of people have freedom freedom from war then that's fine i'm willing to make that sacrifice um but uh yeah i think it's just philosophy uh people who who get into the space now don't you know they they even say was well, what satoshi wanted doesn't matter right uh, he started the project but it's different now and i agree yeah it's different now but i still think what satoshi intended uh is super important and a lot of people don't feel that way it's just huddle and number go up yeah, and I think to me, that's a big part of obviously on this show, you know, I've talked about and sort of the whole premise is that, you know, we're going to be the global reserve currency. So we're up. at some point, that means flipping BTC, which is going to be like a monumentous sort of achievement. But that kind of might, I think that might, you know, be the, the turning point in the whole thing overall, but obviously, it will be smaller than sort of starting to, to sweep up kind of fiat currencies. But the uh, the key point about that to me, and one of the reasons why, you know, I got a bit disillusioned with BCH, but then I, I came back was because the, it, it, it can't, it, it won't die. It won't, it just won't, because it doesn't matter that if the price crashes on BDC, they're going to just be in all kinds of shit because 80, 90% or more of the community is just there without that foundation of, understanding the history understanding the philosophy you know being motivated all that stuff and i even see it now on reddit a lot you know where i had some comments recently where somebody said something like uh you know the b2c was so much better and i said okay well you do it your way and we'll, we'll do it ours and we'll you know let the best coin win and they said it already has and so, of course, yeah. my response was, well, kick up your feet and relax then, you know, because that, that's <laughs> it. Like they already think the price is higher, therefore we've won. And it's over. like yeah. Bitcoin is not even close to winning. If you take it in the perspective of you've got to get 7 billion people bought into using right. it as money every single day. In fact, they're kind of going backwards in that, in that regard, right? And another aspect to it all is that people think, well, if you're in that early, you must be rich and suck. So, some people got rich, but a lot less than people would sort of realize for a whole bunch of reasons, like some of which you, you kind of touched on, including <laughs> like people think now you can get scammed in crypto. Like now, you you know, now it's a joke compared to getting scammed in the early days, you know. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cryptsy, that was a that was another classic one, you know, yeah. pal, like exchange after exchange just going bust like all kinds of dodgy deals and and everything like that i just yeah i i, I yeah, completely I, understand yeah if i had held all of my my btc from the very beginning i would absolutely be a millionaire now there's there's no doubt about it but if everybody had held <clears throat> excuse me all of their btc from the very beginning well then it wouldn't be worth anything now right so uh, part of me, you know, thinks like, oh my God, that Wi-Fi adapter that was two BTC. Uh, yeah, if I hadn't bought that Wi-Fi adapter, then I would have an extra, you know, $100,000 now, which is great. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the time it was, it was 
it was fifteen dollars or something. So you know, you, you you don't think about it. And and if we hadn't made those purchases, it never would have caught on. It never would have gotten off the ground. Um, so I don't feel bad about. It. I feel bad about getting screwed on Mount Gox and other exchanges and stuff. That's actual crime. Uh, but as far as like spending it, no, I'm totally happy. I did that. I'm really, really happy. Yeah, and people don't really understand that. I mean, I, you know, have uh, a lot of differences at this point with uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, but he has some really good talks sure. where he does he does talk about that and he does explain to people, you know, that I mean, they sort of, you know, he'd say, oh, look, if you you know, 99% of people didn't get rich or maybe not 99%, but people didn't, you know, and he's also was kind of in that situation because it's like, look, life happens. Like it was pretty scrappy. Like people are trying to hold it together. That kind of insane amount of price volatility, things come up, right? People have expenses that they need to pay for. You can't just stick all your money in crypto, especially Mm. at that time and just, Oh no ride it out like i mean a few people did 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 manage that but i you know i often feel like that's probably most of the early community sort of had that intention like i did i put in a bunch of cat and whatever but there's just so you know it was kind of more a matter of luck i would say rather than skill in in some respects as to who came out of it you know still holding a bunch of uh, crypto and who you know it just for one reason or another hacks scams other life events needed the money you know had some bad volatility on the wrong day like tried to get into trading and then fucked it up or like <laughs> and lent, lent the money to somebody who never paid it back or like sure. there's a million uh ways it could have gone could've or gone all wrong. of the above <laughs> yeah yeah pick it I've, I've probably been involved in most of that list myself right yeah so yeah it's just yeah. uh just really interesting and and that will be you know kind of an insight um you know that that people will hopefully be able to kind of uh understand if they if they weren't weren't there at the time Any, anyway let's uh let's move on a bit with the show so sure. bring it forward to the present day so today the price uh, as we talk about this is uh it's about $630 uh US uh and one BTC buys 77 BCH so i mean just with all that said, I do feel like the sneaky advantage I I got from being there early, and maybe you feel the same. is a bit of a it's a bit of a second chance at, at Bitcoin. To be honest, like buying <laughs> BCHs at six hundred dollars just feels like an absolute uh, steal. It's like going back in time to you know six years and and getting a second um, bite at it. But do you do you watch the watch the price much? Or are you you know, obsessively following that, or you don't really care, or you know, people people handle it differently. Obsessive. Um, I have a widget on my phone that has the price, so I probably see it every day, but I don't. <clears throat> I don't check. Um, if I'm if I'm doing some kind of business, then uh, if it involves you know some some uh, uh, different uh, different currency, then I have to you know sort of think about it. But uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, lose any sleep watching charts or anything no i'm i'm not a trader either i'm not a day trader anyway um so yeah i don't pay attention to the charts yeah i i probably watch the watch the price more more than i should do i don't know it kind of goes in phases sometimes i i'm watching it you know several times a day and sometimes i just kind of forget about it for a, a week or two you know <clears> i don't know just roll I, with the I get, 
at the time. I get notifications from the Bitcoin.com wallet. Um, so if there's a huge swing one way or the other, I get a notification and I notice. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't spend time seeking it out or anything. Yeah, it just kind of tends to uh, roll, roll off you really. And I think another aspect to that too is that if you start getting some of your money that you're earning uh, actually in BCH, that, that does a lot to sort of calm things down, which I think people will discover because if you have so, any, any, it doesn't even have to be that much, but any kind of semi-regular or any way of getting a BCH, because then if the price goes down, you're earning more BCH uh per you know per dollar basically and then if it goes up it's, it's the other way around so it kind of balances out it's like a natural dollar cost averaging yes. strategy and it just sort of yes. fits in with good financial management mm. which is you just plan so that your you know uh, income is, is greater than your expenses kind of thing so then we've got the transactions so i check in on that uh every week and i i even sort of have thought maybe i should take this out as a bit of a regular segment. And the reason was because when I started the podcast, because noise.cash was taking off and the transactions were going kind of ballistic. And since then, uh, and since the transactions Mm. have been, um, what it's called, Uh, not conglomerated, but they've been, uh, (laughs) you know, grouped up, basically, there's a better word for it, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, You know, since they've combined all of the, the outputs uh, from that. So we're now at about 90,000 transactions uh, per mm-hmm. day up from 80K last week. And interestingly, you know, BTC is still well below its own max capacity. Uh, yeah. So they're not necessarily killing mm-hmm. it either. But do you, do you follow the, the transaction volumes or even any other stats? Mm-hmm. What, what tells you that BCH is, is healthy and is doing well? Yeah, uh, I think transactions are important. Um, <clears throat> everybody knew that noise uh, transactions were were uh, not a good metric, uh, and so when people were starting to hype that up, I was also like, "Ah, relax, guys. You know, this is like uh, weather data. <laughs> like, let's uh, let's let's dial this back a little bit." But uh, if you look at the overall trend, uh, it's it's still uh, higher than than uh, the end of twenty twenty or the beginning of 2021. So the overall trend is still up um, and BTC trend is, is continuing down. Uh, the only other thing that I follow, I guess, somewhat regularly is uh, BTC dominance. Um, I think that's a really good indicator of, of the coming flippening. Um, I, I think Ethereum is going to flip BTC first. And once that happens, everyone will know that uh, the king is mortal the king can bleed and there will be blood in the water and uh, the sharks will come. Um, so <clears throat> once, once Ethereum flips uh, BTC, I think it's going to be very steady downhill <laughs> uh, for BTC unless they do some crazy innovations. But uh, given Blockstream's uh, desire for side chains, I don't think that's going to happen. So. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, you know, because again, like I had somebody on Reddit who was posting to me and I said something like, look, BDC dominance is down and it's declining. And they said, no, look, it's up. It was 35% and now it's 44%. I'm like, listen, okay, maybe it was in the last <laughs> two weeks, but you know, you yeah. got to, you look at the graph and it's like, it's, it's rocky, but it's, it's going down for sure. You know, from a hundred, it was a yeah. hundred, right? So that's what people don't, yeah, they don't really grok is even the fact that it's in discussion or anything 
is is the already the change of uh, yeah. mindset. And I agree with you if because it's literally never happened that there's been another number one crypto. As soon as that does happen, that that just I mean, I feel like a certain percentage of the market, like even a large percent, wouldn't be surprised. Like I wouldn't be, nobody on this call would be surprised. You know, huge, anybody who's invested in any altcoin probably for any reason would not be surprised, but it might just be surprising actually, well, to a few people in the BDC echo chamber that, wait a second, I mean, <laughs> we, we were like riding off this, okay, there's all these other altcoins, but haha, they've got their own problems. So like now we're number two, like, yeah. Jesus, like I think that <laughs> that'll be a bit of a bucket of cold water, and but even to oh, the yeah. rest of the world as well too, mm-hmm. because they never see any twists in the crypto narrative coming, and that'll be a shocker when it's not like Bitcoin hits all time highs, it's suddenly like Bitcoin not the king anymore, and everybody will be like, wait a second, like what is what is happening here? You know, that might have a combined effect where on one hand people think. Uh, you know, I, I, I imagine we'll see somebody will take the angle of like, oh, but if Bitcoin can get taken out, well, then any coin can just be the top coin. Like somebody will have some sort of level one takes like that for sure. Mm. But there will also be people who will switch on it and think, wait a second, you know, this is not just like, there's just stuff that happens that people think I need, I'm out of the loop here. Like it doesn't, you know, everybody's different in terms of what point in their life or how many times they hear about crypto before they realize I just need to figure out what's going on. But I think that might be another one where it's like, I've heard about Bitcoin so many times and that was just crypto. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, something else is number one and Bitcoin's out. You are like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people would, would look into it at that point. Yeah, I think I think people are going to look at it like uh, <clears throat> I saw a thread about this on, on on Twitter recently. It's you know Bitcoin is kind of the blanket term for cryptos. Like, how many bitcoins do you have? Oh, I have Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. You know, it's uh, just like people say Coke when they they mean cola. Uh, when 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 BTC gets toppled, people are still going to probably say Bitcoin as a blanket term for all cryptos. Yeah, and that's a huge benefit to BCH, right? That's one of the things, you know, I, I was just working on a list of things, reasons that BCH is kind of special. And that's one of them is because it will, it, it's got the Bitcoin branding and that's a, that's a double-edged sword, particularly in the case of BCH. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the upside is that if everybody can just kind of get the vibe of like, man, maybe this is, this is now Bitcoin. Well, then kind of uh, all, all the better, right? Um, so for me, the other metric that I follow every week on the show is the cent in USD, which I, I have no plans to take out because I think it is actually uh, very informative. It's a bit of uh, tea leave kind of uh, reading. So I enjoy that aspect because who really knows what, what's going on here. But this week, absolutely a, a, a crazy moves in the charts as BCH still hanging out, you know, six to 10 billion a day cruising along btc mm. from you know just barely more than that 15 billion or so rocketed up overnight to 53 billion spent two days there and then just today has gone up again to an all-time high of 93 billion dollars of btc moved on chain kind of a bit out of the blue and when i saw this i checked this every morning when i woke up and saw this you know, the first thing I did was look, what's the news? Like, could it, you know, 
bloody Amazon, you know, buys five billion <laughs> of Bitcoin or something like that. You know, something that just was this shocking event that has just created this huge furor. But there was nothing. There's actually nothing going on today in Bitcoin. The price was a little bit volatile. In fact, it was down. But this metric just going through the roof. Do you have any have any guesses? What's going on here? Yeah, Tether, Tether, or sorry, iFinex invested a hundred billion dollars in Blockstream. So uh, I assume that's BTC that's got to move, right? That's almost a perfect amount right there. So, uh, but you know, Tether is safe, guys. You know, no problem, no conflict of interest there. So. Yeah, so if you think about it, like uh, iFinex controls Tether, Tether is backed by stuff, and the stuff that Tether is backed by is Blockstream ownership. Uh, so what a, what a nice circle we have. So the price of Bitcoin stays up because the people that own the company that controls Bitcoin uh, just, you know, make a nice big loop. So, yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, I have no evidence to back this up at all, uh, but uh, that's the the biggest, biggest news I've heard recently. So that is yeah. that's a good take, actually. I hadn't I did think or maybe there's some tether shenanigans going on. That seems to be when there's these big spikes in on chain activity it does seem to some because the thing is, when I look at these numbers as well, too, for BCH, I can believe that there's couple billion worth of bch being sent around as well as how freaking ridiculous it is when you look at it it's like there's 11 you know or whatever six or seven billion of bch being sent around in a market cap of 11 billion it's literally yeah. like 60 percent of all the value in bch is flowing across it every day which to me kind of says that it is actually getting used and that the market is just sleeping on this like nobody's business like there's just the amount of speculative money is so small you know in any other coin maybe it's like 95 percent speculation in bch it's maybe like five or ten percent because it's just ridiculous how much um how much value is flowing across it but with btc you know people <laughs> we looked at the bit pay stats last week like the numbers are declining in terms of actual transactions like maybe a few people are sending it to and from an exchange but it, it's just it can't be people paying for coffee, basically. Or but you're not supposed to. You're, you're not supposed to spend it. You're supposed to hold on to it forever. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I don't know, just very interesting. But we'll see. I'm going to be fascinated in this next week whether this sudden peak up to 93 billion, whether it just – my prediction is it will suddenly drop back off over the next two or three days. But – We'll see. It could uh, could go sideways. Could could keep going through to all time highs. Who knows? So in more market speculation as well too. <laughs> I just picked up on this at the like last second as well. Came up on Reddit. So the Grayscale Trust, who talked about before, they hold a whole bunch of um, cryptocurrency in the kind of big Wall Street type of thing. Somebody has opened up a two million shares short of bchg so that's not two million bch it's i don't know how many it is but it's it's a fraction of that so it would be like maybe it's um maybe it's like a hundred thousand or maybe not even that maybe it's like ten thousand uh it's it would be quite a small point but the point is that it's changed significantly from the previous week so to give some context like uh on the 15th of july they had two hundred and thirty-two thousand shares short and then on the 30th of 
July, 478,000. Uh, so it was actually increasing, but it then suddenly went up from, you know, nearly 500,000 to nearly 2.5 million in two weeks, which is just the graph is just a straight line up. Um, and we're going to get the next update of this in, uh, you know, in a couple of days. So again, we'll follow this up next week and see what exactly happened. But this huge shorting was happening between the prices of, 553 and 654 and depending on the time of day the bitcoin cash price is actually above that so somebody is taking out these millions of you know short shares on bcsg which is already very illiquid and they are potentially at a loss you know paying interest on their on their shares that they've got to close out at some point and it's just it's like the gme or amc starting up again here potentially like i don't know have you got any uh theories about this one <laughs> this is news to me so um with uh, uh the news of of gray share stocks uh or uh, what, what am i supposed to say here grayscale uh, gray like gray share uh for the, for the last year or so they've been accumulating right more and more and more bch uh, uh so why suddenly they're short i i have no idea uh, are they going to, are they going to lower their overall position and somebody knows about that beforehand? I have, I have no idea. Uh, have yeah, no I, don't, idea. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, all this grayscale stuff, it's all, again, it's all very reading the tea leaves because I think even, and I'm not really an, an expert in it anyway, yeah. but you know, even when you know a decent amount about how shares work and how funds work and all that sort of stuff, it's still pretty hard to get a good sense of, who is buying these shares and people post up these stats of, Oh, if you buy it here and sell it here after it unlocks one year later, then you're at a profit. I was like, it's just like, this is just so confusing. It's so hard to follow who exactly. And who is, is it retail people or is it Barry Silbert with his mates buying up millions or is it, it's kind of regulated, but sort of, you know, who knows, like just very confusing. So I guess, again, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens, but I don't, I, I don't really think that Barry Silbert or the fund itself was going short. It more seemed like somebody else had bought up a whole bunch of it and was wanted to go short. So I, I don't, God knows. So I, I anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a dumb dumb. So, yeah. Yeah. Potential no short squeeze in, in BCH maybe somehow. All right. So next thing news, we can actually make some heads or tails <laughs> of Brian Armstrong Posting on Twitter, we recently received board approval to purchase over $500 million of crypto on our balance sheet to add to our existing holdings and we'll be investing 10% of all profit going forward in crypto. I expect this percentage to keep growing over time as the crypto economy matures. So I saw this and I thought, you know, it's it's happening. This is some like crypto is flipping fiat type vibes right here. Yeah, Jet with the Ron Paul uh, hands, you know. It's like, happening. <laughs> I mean, this is this is it, right? Because this is what people who don't get crypto or whatever they don't kind of understand is that they always look at the kind of the shallow points where crypto meets fiat, and they're always sort of criticizing that or saying, you know. But the the point is, when you once you've got the mentality and you're in the crypto land, then essentially you're not so much buying crypto as you start selling fiat. 
is you've yeah. got your crypto and you like your crypto. So any extra value you accumulate, you either get in the crypto economy directly, in which case tough luck for fiat, or you get it sort of in the, at the border, in which case you're basically, you're not really buying crypto yet. You're selling fiat. And so that's how all those currencies, which are already inflating and losing value, it's just going to continue because as the crypto economy, you know, keeps powering up, all that value is basically just a selling pressure onto onto fiat. And so with Brian Armstrong here, he made a post where he was talking a bit about, look, we're this big crypto company, but we don't do really as much as we should for the ecosystem in terms of like paying their employees. Like maybe I'm sure some of them get paid in crypto, but maybe he wants to put more emphasis on that. And and this kind of thing, they're going to be a hugely profitable company. They already are. And if they are just going to start, you know, adding that selling pressure onto fiat just constantly, like it's the crypto economy is is uh, reinforcing itself really is people joining the crypto economy and buying on Coinbase is already good for crypto. Then on top of that, that's making money for Coinbase who are then selling fiat to buy more crypto. And then they're using that to spread, you know, to build more products and services or to, um, you know, collaborate with other people in the crypto space. It's just even better. So yeah, I, I don't know. Did you did you see this? What do you think of this? Yeah, I think it's it's good that they're putting their money where their mouth is, right? If you're a crypto company but you don't hold crypto, it's like, well, so you're just getting more fiat. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Uh, I, I, you know, I understand if you have a board of directors and and they're they're interested in profit, right? But I think this is more more of a signal that. Uh, you know, businesses, it's not surprising Coinbase is, is one of the first doing it because obviously they understand crypto as a business versus, you know, a McDonald's or whatever. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a, you know, I think people are starting to figure out that uh, this last year with the, you know, 70% of all U.S. dollars being printed uh, and, you know, that's just one country. It's the whole globe, right? Everybody is... Uh, you know the machine goes burr right it's uh everybody everybody is aware that uh all of this money has been shooting out and uh it it's not an instant hyperinflation but uh there's a real danger that uh you know some countries aren't going to make it their their economy is not going to make it the next couple of years uh and i think just from a hedging point of view yeah uh, 10% of all their profit is is not a huge amount. It's 10% of profit, right? It's not 10% of income, 10% of profit. Um, the writing's on the wall. Um, and shrinking is real. Like, I, you know, I was saying this to someone the other day. If you go to the supermarket here in Japan, they don't really sell 500 milliliter bottles of soda anymore. There are 350 or 430 milliliters. Why is that? Because they wanted to keep the price the same, but they couldn't afford to sell the same product for the same price. So they shrink it. You know, if Coca-Cola isn't selling the same size product anymore, that's a pretty good indicator that, uh, hey, money is uh, money's a little dangerous right now. Uh, I'm not at all surprised that Coinbase is uh, hedging their bets, especially with something that they understand so well. So good for them. Yeah, so it's just it's just a big race as to, you know, it's just a game of musical chairs as to who ends up holding, you know, the fiat at the point that they become, you know, shoveling wheelbarrows into the fireplace is, is worth more, you know, than, uh, than the paper they're sort of uh, printed on. So, I mean, it's, yeah, an incredible time in uh, 
human history and and absolutely you know obviously coinbase kind of leading the charge here but i feel you know it, it's just going to be more and more companies that start doing something like this obviously we've seen you know tesla put bitcoin on their balance sheet other companies start putting bitcoin on, and then that they'll start doing the the same thing that'll be the next thing and they'll just be huge you know corporations just <laughs> churning out um that kind of fiat sell sell pressure it's, it's going to be uh going to be very crazy to see all right next up this was probably my favorite news of this week this was a an amazing uh, event. So uh, I put it in the title as this guy, Andre, 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 I think his name is Andre Jik, who is a finance YouTuber. Um, and he, he has a pretty cool little gimmick actually, which is he was really into magic and performing tricks and stuff. So he kind of puts references to that into his, um, into his videos. And it sort of makes sense as well too, because YouTube's a very visual medium. So he can have some kind of like, pulling a rabbit out of a hat type type stuff. And it kind of plays uh, really nicely. And I had actually seen some of his videos a couple of years back where he was making videos about stocks and all that. But then I'd sort of lost track of where he, he was at. I was not, I kind of got a bit uh, sick of his, you know, his videos all being in the same <laughs> style. But I checked back, you know, when I saw this news, which is that he made a video called, I just found the next Bitcoin. Uh, and the thumbnail is him looking shocked like every YouTuber every single day of their lives. And the uh, 2.0 with the O being the BEC logo. So this guy has 1.67 million subscribers. So he's a heavy hitter. And this video, it's been up for about one week, got more than 420,000 views and 28,000 thumbs up with only 1.2 thousand uh, thumbs down. And basically what he does is he gives a breakdown of BTC versus BCH, who he describes very accurately as they're like twins that absolutely hate each other. And he does some little visual editing where he's he's playing both characters of, of BTC and BCH. And the you know there was so many things about this that made me feel like this is you know, this is massive for BCH. So, I mean, uh, just just a few of them is number one, this guy is, he's, he's into crypto. Like a lot of his recent videos have been into crypto, but he's also not like a crypto person. He, he you know, he was not telling us stories about how he was there back in, you know, 2011, or he's not like, you know, followed by everybody who is, you know, in that sort of crowd on Twitter. And he's not, you know, he's just completely uh, come out of nowhere uh and and got into it right and he's talking to an audience that they're not necessarily you know all plugged into the crypto ecosystem either so he's talking to a completely different segment of the market number two is that he already has a big platform so the fact that he gave a very fair and balanced bdc versus bch means you know literally hundreds of thousands of people hearing this story very fairly without having a lot of preconceptions or ideas and just thinking okay you know, maybe it is a bit of a balance or, or, or what, you know, what is what? Number three was that his um, his take was, it was very well researched. Like it's almost unbelievable that he would have got it all so correct, basically, given that he didn't have any, uh, you know, links into the scene or as, you know, I, I think he probably, you know, would not 
I don't know who he, if he consulted with anybody or he asked anybody, but I sort of feel like maybe, you know, these people who are big YouTubers, they, they're not just good at, you know, um, clickbait and, and whatever, like they, they're, they're all very smart with it people. And obviously he sat down and did his research in, in detail and just even the characterization that he had of the argument between BCH and BDC and the things that they were saying, it did, it sounded exactly like, you know, both <laughs> sides of the argument that play out on Reddit over and over. And I'm sure, you know, he's probably read 15 or 20 or hundred of those threads himself to kind of say what's going on here. But, and I mean, number five of whatever number we're up to, like, how did he even get onto this story? Like how was he looking at crypto? And then he was just like Bitcoin cash, like what's going on here. And then he just found himself down this whole rabbit hole. And then he thought, mate, this is a great video. Like just for all of those reasons, I, I was just, uh, I was just blown away. Have you, have you seen this video? What did, what did you think? Yeah, I did watch it. Uh, uh, everyone was talking about it, and and uh, normally I don't, you know, it's a clickbaity title. I found the next Bitcoin. Like, yeah, I've heard that before, uh, but because so many people were were recommending it, ah, okay, I'll give this guy a watch. And yeah, I, I thought uh, he was very fair and very balanced. I disagreed with a couple of his points. I don't remember, but they're very minor now. Something about security or something centralization i don't remember exactly uh but uh generally yeah i share the same feelings that uh that you just expressed which is shock that uh someone would would uh you know discover bitcoin cash and then uh, not fall for the maxi line at all he actually you know presented it really really well um and uh yeah i i but you know now that i think about it if if you're looking at it from the outside and you you don't pay attention to the rhetoric and you just look at the, the actual facts, well then it's obvious what's better, right? Uh, the the Bitcoin you can use, um, you know that it depends on 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 what you think money is supposed to be, right? Uh, if if you think money is supposed to be the thing that you use, then yeah, you want the one you can use. If you think uh, money is supposed to be this thing you never touch for any reason whatsoever, okay, well then I guess a very small percentage of people are going to have it. So yeah, he uh, he nails it, just totally nails it. Yeah, and I thought uh, you know as well, it's just very interesting that the the BCH community. I mean, they have a number of just like little secret, you know. Ace, Ace in the holds versus the BDC community, and and one of them is the the white paper, you know, fundamentally, yeah. which is that anybody like, uh, you know, kind of tying back to what I was saying at the start, where you and I got into it, and the first thing we did was sat down and read the white paper. And now there's you know millions of people getting into it that don't read the white paper, but someone like him, or you know, you imagine you know people like Elon Musk and things like that, they they will do that. They will think. Look, let's just let's get to the bottom of this. Like, let's start with the original writings of Satoshi, and let's look. You know, let's dig a bit more into the technical documentation, or you know, look beneath the surface a little bit. And so, and it doesn't take everyone in the world reading the Bitcoin white paper so much as you know, one Andre Jick reading it and figuring out. Look, a peer to even just the title, a peer to peer electronic yeah. cash system. Yeah, right. I got it right there and that's what yeah. he you know he put that in big big you know text at the start and i mean he obviously is still not entirely sure about it because he's got the 
he did say that he, you know, he has about eight uh, BTC and he has about 21 BTH, right? So that's a pretty smart allocation as well too, I thought, yeah. because from his, if I was him, that seems like a pretty good breakdown where he's got most of it in BTC because that seems to be winning right now. And I guess he might not be sure whether Lightning was really all it was cracked up to be and was going to take over the world. Um, but the yeah, the sort of having 21 BCH, which in fiat terms is a small amount uh, relative to his BTC sizing and relative to his overall kind of um, crypto and uh, portfolio. I mean, he's a pretty rich guy with a million subscribers and loads of, you know, finance investments and everything. Um, so, you know, it just seemed to me like he, he had it pretty well nailed that he can now just chill for a year or two and see how it plays out and observe it on the yeah. sidelines. And then, you know, if he, if he starts to get the sense the wind is blowing one way or another, well, he can just pump out another hype video for whichever side he thinks is, is kind of killing it. Right. Oh. I agree. So yeah, just anyway, that was absolutely amazing to me. And I think, yeah, it just signaled that the BTC side have the the truth is sort of starting to leak out. The BTC side have the crypto has got too big, and they've lost control of the ability to to keep everyone inside the little walled garden of you know BTC is the one true coin because yeah, there's just too many. It, the the truth is just impossible to stop in terms of nobody's disputing the white paper. That's the other thing as well. The BTC side. They can't dispute that this is what Satoshi originally wrote. So anybody who who looks at that, they fundamentally have premise their thing on, yeah, that was what Satoshi thought in 2011 or in 2008, but we've got a better idea now. And like no, nobody really believes that. <laughs> because, yeah, no, everyone is no. just pretty much like, no, that is obviously uh, garbage. So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing if we see more content creators pick up on this story and i think i think they will i think we'll start to spread around because it's too too good not to right so we well, got think, on the next yeah go on well sorry uh, a big part of it is hype right so what is what is going on in btc like uh, they got uh, taproot taproot yes <laughs> Yes, Taproot, finally, the thing that everybody's been waiting for is Taproot. We finally got Taproot. Okay, but look at what else is going on in all the other crypto projects, right? Everybody's pumping out all of these new innovations that are changing the world and changing finance. But, ah, but we have Taproot, so you can hold on to your money better. You cannot spend your money better. Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, how can you get hyped up about that? The only thing they have going for them is just number goes up, right? And the second that stops or the second someone catches up, then what do you have? We're the original. Well, not really. You know, you kind of gave up the whole original thing. So it's, uh, they're dead in the water unless they do some crazy innovation. BTC is dead in the water. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that that's another interesting thing about it too, is that uh, this is from the BTC side, you know, to to kind of maybe, you know, help the listeners. Like, this sounds like, you know, this can't be right. Like, they must have some reason that they're not, they don't see this whole ship sinking is that their mentality is, I've talked about before, kind of that you can't probe, like Dan Held has these, he's a classic for this, where he talks about <laughs> you can't you can't program in stability kind of an idea. 
that if every other crypto is doing this new innovation of whatever, then it's hard for people to find trust in that, right? Whereas if the Bitcoin is stable, they've basically, what they say, ossified, they've basically locked the protocol, this is it, and it's not changing, and then therefore it's something you can rely on, you know, like if gold was putting in some new atoms, you know, every couple of months you might be thinking well what the hell's going on here right but gold has been the same since time immemorial and that's sort of the whole how it acquired value and how it's got uh you know a lot of a lot going for it but i mean to you know so they see all this happening and the more innovation and the more stuff that is coming out of every other cryptocurrency that doesn't get them more panicked that wait a second we're falling behind actually it does the opposite it makes them more certain that we are the only ones just playing it straight and therefore you know that's our distinguishing factor and the more crazy the other coins you know the more we can compete on not doing it and on not doing that basically so they're actually leaning into that and and to me i think you know there's some merit to that sort of in the sense that yeah you know like bch for instance i don't want that to be the most innovative coin on coin market cap but i i want it to be in some of the sort of least innovative at the base protocol layers but it still needs to have some innovation because it's it's crypto right you know mm. if if people wanted money that sucked and stayed shit they <laughs> would stay in fiat you know like right. that's just this is part of the game welcome to you know crypto like your money's going to get better and if you don't like your money getting better well buy another one that's mm. doing getting better in a way you do like you know it's it's that easy well what is the nature of the universe change change is the only constant yeah so that's going to apply to money as well right uh it's really simple if if you if you calcify ossify stagnate that's not good for money we we want money to be dynamic we want uh I, i guess like you know when i first got into bitcoin the first thing that popped into my head was real estate like it's going to be possible to have house deeds on the blockchain. And I thought, okay, this is going to change everything, right? Uh, ownership is is now going to be uh, cryptographically provable. Um, and I was so excited for all of the potential. I mean, that's just one example of all these different things that are going to happen in the future. Well, you have to have people that are willing to work on that to make that happen. Uh, you know, it's not going to it's not going to produce itself. Um, and if if the I, the base of of your cryptocurrency is we're going to be a stone that's difficult to change and move, you're you're just going to fall. You're going to fall to the wayside of history, right? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, we could we could we can poop on on BTC all day, but uh, I think I think we understand that uh, the innovation uh, aspect is incredibly important and uh, they're dumb for not <laughs> joining in. Yeah. I mean, we'll have, I'll definitely, I'll, I'm sure I'll have a show at some point. I have still not even had a proper like uh, BCH developer on the show. I, I do have some ideas like that would be good to do at some point. And, and there is a, there is a happy medium. You don't want to be sure. switching things up uh, too fast, but I think a zero rate of change is, is, is yeah. clearly, is clearly wrong. So let's not start. Up we got to, we got to, we got to get through the show here. I, I would love to, I would love to tear that apart, but yeah. All right. So next up, we've got this community comment of the week. Uh, 
which is sort of on the same uh, topic, uh, which was about this uh, video that they uh, commented uh, their their thoughts on on Andre Jick's take. They said, uh, "This is Johnny was late on Reddit, uh, and importantly, a redditor for less than two weeks." We're going to come back to that. Oh. S- said uh, very enjoyable video, decent intro for people who are new to the space. Segwit was a catastrophe, but the real catastrophe of BTC was the soft fork only policy and then the Segwit by soft fork policy. Four years later, Segwit adoption still isn't 80%. You can't have worse management. The soft fork only policy took decisions away from miners and made Bitcoin into a social engineering project. Mm. In only four years, Bitcoin Cash has already physically removed tax scammers as well as scheming Satoshis. The whole project really looks a lot more like Bitcoin with the multiple development teams flip starters and extensibility is going to be off the charts now with smart BCH. These things aren't always easy for new users to see, but experienced users are starting to come around. Bitcoin was never about Wall Street dollar pumpers using any means possible to price manipulate. It has always been about peer-to-peer cash. And one of the things, you know, I thought this was a good take. And what I found most interesting was this exact line. These things aren't always easy for new users to see, but experienced users are starting to come around. And this kind of take from a Reddit account for less than two weeks really, really struck me as like, this might be one of the, you know, the 2013 era or 2014 era, you know, type characters who has been poking around a bit and seen, look, it's starting to happen happen again in BCH and they're back in for another round, right? If this is somebody who only found out about Bitcoin two weeks ago and just signed up for Reddit, <laughs> I wouldn't see them having this, yeah, this no. take at all, you know? Yeah, not that level of knowledge for, for two weeks. It could be, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people who who uh, got really turned off by the block size debate uh, and, and the calcification of Bitcoin and, you know, Vitalik himself, right, split off because the things that, that he thought were going to be possible suddenly weren't anymore. Um, and I think, and I know people, I personally know people who lost interest in crypto when, when Bitcoin stopped scaling and they're like, um, eh, this, this whole size debate thing, like, uh, the project's dead, you know, Mike Hearn, right. The, the Bitcoin experiment is finished. There's a lot of people who, who, and myself as well. Like I, I thought, uh, if, if, uh, uh, 2x uh, or or Bitcoin Cash didn't survive. I I thought okay, well the project's dead, and and I was you know ready to to mourn my loss. Um, it was a good shot, guys. We tried, um, but that's not what happened. Uh, I stayed in the space because I have you know I have uh, invested interest in doing so, uh, but uh, a lot of people are just like ah. I'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'll come back later when it's calmed down a bit. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny was late, uh, was late to BCH. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a classic example of that case too, right? Like I've talked about it on the show a bunch, which is after the fork and everything. And I just kind of was like, all right, like I was with it with BCH for a little while, but I was just, devolving into a bit of a nightmare and it was just kind of like well bitcoin's not it bitcoin cash isn't really it and you know it's come back around so that bitcoin cash actually is it uh but i i you know i think it will it will start to happen increasingly that so many it's it's going to be this like unstoppable force which uh another ace in the hole that bch has is all these crypto ogs who remember how it was and who, yeah, got disillusioned or if they left into other coins or, or whatever. A lot of those people that, I mean, 
they they've got a lot of influence in the world now you know by people that they know by money that they've made in crypto by yeah connections and by and one by one i think they're going to start switching on the light bulb that that wait a second we're getting a second shot at this and and they're going to start quietly you know putting some some extra muscle into it so i think um and that's a self-fulfilling prophecy too because the more of them that do it a they all talk to each other you know roundabout ways or at least watch each other's twitter feeds and blog posts or whatever and and b is that uh as the price you know kicks off or as it starts to come about then uh then that draws more attention and it's sort of self-fulfilling uh prophecy like that all right so we've actually talked quite a lot about the uh the past of of crypto so far but this is uh this next slide is the the future the really future, of, of crypto. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so this is the smart bch bridge has been opened by coinflex so i've been talking on the show about smart bch slowly rolling out and it's now live in production and you can now get your coins across onto it only with this one uh method at the moment which is coinflex who are this really awesome exchange that uh is basically backing uh bch i guess they they do a lot of coins but they love uh, bch uh they are now operating these bridge so you can put uh bch onto smart bch we kind of need a better name for them so i think is it going to be like sbch or i don't know something like that and then people mm. uh can swap it back as well too and this is obviously centralized to start with um but then the sort of roadmap is that then they're going to work on opening it up to use without uh, a, a coinflex account and then further on the team is going to release this thing called the shargate uh where then coinflex and or anyone else can sort of in a decentralized manager uh go back and forward between the chain so there's still some details uh remaining to be seen about that but uh even just on the last episode i was talking about look people just settle down if smart bch isn't happening kind of as fast as you want but it already is kind of you know kicking off pretty fast uh and you did a big interview as well that i watched this week with uh mark lamb the ceo from coinflates kind of going into the details of of all this so yeah what, what's your take on this for especially for my <laughs> listeners who might not have uh, seen that whole thing but i will link it in the description yeah um mark lamb is is uh amazing um and what the coinflex people are doing is also fantastic um uh, so yeah please check out the interview uh it's really informative if you want to get the details that i can't repeat because i'm not smart enough uh but uh yeah it's uh <clears throat> there's a flurry of activity now um and there's a, a lot of hype that i haven't seen for a long time and there's not much that's really um i guess usable <clears throat> excuse me at the moment um you know, there's anybody can make tokens and there's a decentralized exchange. I think it's called Bendex, um, where you can start to buy SCP-20 tokens um, and stake them and, and uh, <clears throat> some other interesting things. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the potential that Smart BCH adds is, I think, really difficult for people to understand just how many doors this opens up. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's a side chain it whatever happens on on smart bch doesn't affect the main chain um you won't see rollbacks or or anything like that because it's it's uh it's not part of the main chain um it's uh just really really fantastic 
Uh, yeah, it's almost a, a bit of a miracle, you know, to me that this is even like possible. And this is just a, yet another ace in the hole that BCH has, uh, which is this one is two. On one hand, it's uh, it's a specific ace because it's like, wow, this is crazy. We've got the whole of Ethereum running as a side chain on BCH. Like BDC, so happy they made Taproot. Like, come on, guys, that's it. That's a joke. We're busy integrating. You know, the, your number one competitor is going to be our side chain. Like, absolutely ruined. But the second part of it is that uh, on a more general level. I don't know how it is, but the PCH devs, they just, we got all the good devs, I'm convinced of it, in the split because they just come up <laughs> with all this stuff that I'm like, Which split? that sounds fucking awesome with uh, with with all of them, basically. <laughs> in every split, they're just the yeah. best devs that got it the most because every time I they come up with stuff that I'm like, that sounds like awesome. Like, that's what we need. Yeah. So we've had... Um, you know, cash fusion, like every coin needs anonymity. We've got cash fusion. We've got every coin is needing like a fast transaction. So we've got um, double spend proofs and now these kind of zero confirmation, um, what are they called? Uh, incentivized. There's, I, I'll do another episode about Z, those at some point. Z too. CCE, like... ZCE. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember <clears throat> what the E is, but uh, zero conf escrow. That's it. Zero confirmation escrow. Like that sounds sick right and then um you know every chain needs smart contracts these days and somehow bch which you know was not gonna you know it's proof of work it's not proof it's not going in the direction that all those other ones are still somehow we can have like ethereum just plugged in the evm no no big deal right and just every every time just the bch devs are just coming up with these solutions that every coin has and they have one that a sounds awesome and B only works just for BCH, so it's not like yeah. every other crappy ads coin can come along and like copy it because copy it. <clears throat> the the fundamentals of of Bitcoin Cash in terms of like the big block scaling, the account based model, the way Satoshi set everything up, the community being on board with these kind of ideas, you can't you can't copy all that stuff. So it's just it's just like even BDC can't copy most of this stuff because. They just don't, they're not with it. They don't have the community backing it. They don't oh, have God, devs no. in their community that are thinking about these ideas. They don't have the implementation. Their block size is too small. They're just shot just on every front, you know? Think for a moment if they tried to make smart BTC, just think like how much they would melt down if, like, oh, we just got to change the protocol a little bit so that there's, you know, they it would just it would be chaos. It'd be pandemonium. It would just be absolute meltdown uh, because they're completely inflexible. Uh, you know, smart, smart BCH is the ability to run all of Ethereum. And, and not only that, like just all of the work that these Ethereum devs have been doing for, I don't forget how long Ethereum has been around for five, six years, six years, forget, 2015, six years. I think it launched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the projects these these people have developed are open source. And, you know, God bless open source, because now anybody can just take that code, switch it a little bit. It's proven. It works. It has five years of history now. Right. And deploy it on, on BCH with a new name uh, and just say thank you to the people who made the original. Uh, you know, so much is going to happen so quickly that, uh, 
you know, even even just the number of tokens that have already been started and things like I can't keep up. It's just already it's going to get big. It's going to get big fast and uh, it's uh, it's just going to explode. Um, and then and of course, that's a side chain and there's PVM uh, three coming probably next May as well, if 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 they can you know sort that out. Uh, Jason Dreisner's a rock star. I keep saying that this dude just keeps coming up with so many great ideas. Um, and, and he's, he's on BCH because BTC didn't want his ideas. Right? <laughs> you have ideas for changing stuff. Uh, we, we don't want you, uh, go, go innovate somewhere else. Uh, we're, we're so lucky to have him, uh, and, uh, you know, free trader and, and all the people at BCHN and, and, uh, all the other implementations it's like we're, we're i think you know i i'm in the weeds a bit i think people on the outside maybe don't see it so well um but the potential that's just around the corner uh, just it really excites me um and uh yeah i have fomo <laughs> i have fomo too uh just uh gotta get in you know well yes i mean just saying yeah these uh like SEP tokens, which is going to be like the ER. Well, it's not even going to be. It, it is it, like it is the already, yeah. ERC hmm. uh, twenty tokens on Ethereum, which is like half of the freaking top ten market cap. Yes. Is these ERC twenty tokens, and it's now like, well, BCH has that, and at eighty times the scalability of Ethereum. Like yes. that's absolutely fucking nuts. And where we, you know, BCH, we looked at uh, the price. We're number fourteen on the coin market cap, and it's like. Yeah already the better bitcoin and now the better ethereum as well yeah. like yeah. this is just combined yeah it's the most unbelievable i, I i'm looking forward yeah. to looking back yeah. on these videos in two or three years time to be honest like sure. oh, posted august of 2021 yeah. like people are going to be watching these videos like this was nuts like whoever was watching these videos back then because uh yeah, it's absolutely bonkers how much uh, how much great stuff is just coming out of BCH on the regular. It's still right? ground floor, right? It's still it's still such a small percentage of humanity is is in crypto at all. Uh, we're still very very early days, and so when people say ah the war is finished, it's like what are you talking about? <laughs> it's so not even close. Um, you know how many how many people in your circle are interested in in bitcoin right it's like you and one other friend right uh that's that's about it uh, uh outside of your crypto friends right your your normal life friends right it's very few people um and everyone is going to be whether they know it or not right uh, they're gonna have some app on their phone that's on a blockchain and it's gonna be bch so let's yeah. go absolutely yeah crazy and when when you said that about how you know small it's true like as a percentage of all of humanity crypto is small but even on top of that even if we set that aside because that is still pretty mind-blowing even more maybe uh but even if you say like as a percentage of crypto like bch is it's still small so we're opening up this evm and just the like the brain drain like the amount of human capital that is going to figure out that this is happening in BCH and just start like coming into the ecosystem is going to just be absolutely huge as the 
as the like you know rocket ship starts like taking off as as everybody starts you know all it needs is just one one little spark it's gonna you know over the next 12 months or so just just something like elon musk tweets like hashtag bitcoin cash is bitcoin or something like that and just it'll just be like bam like that yeah. that'll be it it'll just it'll just take over um maybe it won't be him i don't know it could be anything else right but everybody every every all the pieces are just like lining up into into place and yeah i don't want to predict when this will happen or or how because who who knows but it just it just seems you know it's 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 definitely moving in the right direction for that anyway all right that's enough hype about about (laughs) how it's going to be the greatest economy the world's ever seen so this was the sort of news non-news topic uh, Mm. for this week but i have linked it into a a bit of a news uh segment just because it kind of tied together um nicely so somebody posted uh what, let's see, what was the name? C.D. Sagain posted on oh, I read this, yeah. RBTC, this uh, thread this week called I'm Pretty Much Done With BCH. Mm. I'm not going to read the whole thread. Yeah. There was a whole long thing in there, right? But basically the, the, I, the, the summary of the thread was that they were saw that there was a lot of activity happening with BCH, but on read.cash and noise.cash, and they were kind of like, look, People are just begging for coins, basically, or they're writing some crappy article, getting paid a little bit of money, cashing it out for fiat, and they just, they're not getting it about Bitcoin cash and about global money and all that sort of stuff. And just, okay, well, if this is all that we've got going, that I'm sick of it, right? So that was their take. And I initially, I was kind of like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't really like this. So I was not loving <laughs> this thread actually at all. But what did happen was that a bunch of people all started piling in and then it became the number one thread and actually yeah. turned into this mad discussion in the comments with all kinds of people all pitching in with very long detailed uh, yeah. responses. So it actually turned into a really great <clears throat> thread. And so what I want to yeah, discuss with you on this uh, topic, sure. and we're not going to, you know, it's, it's not really about um, picking up on specific instances really, but I've seen and this is a good example of it that in the community there's this kind of persistent theme or like undercurrent of it's probably only a small minority of people but they tend to be very loud where it's kind it's kind of this throw your hands up in the air it's all a disaster and it's all over and i'm out uh kind of vibe and people often have it too when they want to they have an idea for a project and they say they bring it to someone it could be to reddit or on a telegram group or you know any anywhere like they and they have an idea and they say bitcoin cash community i've got this amazing idea and then nobody cares right like they want to get funding or they want to do a flip starter or they want to do this or that and people maybe give them a bit of feedback or you know but basically immediately they don't get donated you know 500 bch and hundreds of people going (laughs) wow we love your project which is just exists in your head you know uh and that yeah people basically need to understand like the the, and then they see like they think well the community's out to get me because they didn't immediately love my idea right but that's not how it is at all so yeah, um, I, I could probably talk about this for a very long time. Uh, I, I do a lot of moderation. I don't spend so much time on, on Reddit anymore. I'm not a mod on Reddit anyway, but uh, on Telegram, I spend a lot of time. And uh, I do see these kinds of comments quite often. Um, and 
Yeah, there's a lot of spam on noise. There's a lot of spam on Reddit. Uh, I'm sorry, on read.cache. That's the nature of the internet. There's a lot of noise all over the place. I mean, it's the name of the thing. It's noise, right? So, you know, what did you expect? It's not called signal. It's called noise. Uh, so I, I went to noise.cache and I was expecting to get perfectly tailored information. Well, no, you made a mistake. That's your problem. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I understand Reddit and, and Read are, are not uh, particularly strict about about uh, what people post. And so there's going to be a lot of noise there. You have to, you know, filter information. If, if you know, if, if this guy's big complaint is that there's too much noise, then what he should do is start a website or platform or, or subreddit or whatever that he highly curates information that he thinks is appealing, right? Be part of the solution, right? Um, and yeah, I agree. I, I get tired of spam too, but that's not a BCH problem, right? There's a lot of people in the world who don't have any money and they find a way to get some pennies and that's enough to keep their family alive. Like, I don't blame these people for trying to get money. Like, what are you doing? What do you do all day? Are you trying to get money? You're part of the problem, right? Uh, you know, uh, if, if, you have, if you have an idea, it's, it's up to you to sell it. Um, you, you, can't, you can't expect people to just jump on it. Uh, unless it's like the most amazing idea in the world. And that's probably the problem you think is the most amazing idea in the world. Um, but we all got, we, we all have the things that we're doing. We're all working on our own projects, right? So if you have this project that you think is going to be the thing, you have to develop it to the point where uh, people are, are going to get interested. Or they're going to get hyped about it. They're going to want to see it succeed. Um, you know, I, I can, I can talk about, I have this great idea for a video game. It's like, yeah, okay. That's an idea for a game. Now what goes into making that happen? Like you need developers, you need all graphics, you need all of this stuff. And just putting an idea out there is really easy. Uh, you know, it's like, I have an idea for a movie. Well, okay. Well, how are you going to get the movie made? You can't just put it on the internet and expect someone to, to run off with it. Um, uh, and so something I said the other day was, you know, if, if, if you're a teacher and the students don't understand what you're teaching, it's your responsibility as a teacher to make the students understand. Um, and so if you have this project idea, then you need to, you need to put it out there in a way that's easily understandable for, for people. Uh, you need to, you know, build a prototype website. You need to write uh, your own white paper about what you want to get done. Um, you can't just say, Hey guys, build this thing. Well, who's going to build it? You know, I'm busy. You're busy. We're all busy. Uh, if you're too busy to work on your idea, well, you can't expect other people to work on it as well. Uh, you know, my, my flip starter failed. I was really hoping that the community would see my idea and be like, yeah, this is great. We want it. Have some money so you can work on it. Um, but, <laughs> but that didn't happen. And that's my fault. You know, I didn't explain my idea well enough. Um, and I'm not bitter at all about it. It just means that my idea, uh, is going to be developed slower than I'd like it to be because I have only so much time in a day. And unfortunately I'm not rich. I can't devote all of my time to, to BCH projects. Um, and so, you know, going back to what is the purpose of read.cache and what is the purpose of, of noise.cache? 
um, their their distribution systems. Like the whole idea is distributing BCH. Um, yeah, you get some really interesting articles, and you and, you know not noise necessarily read. You know, people post really in depth, uh, really well written uh, essays about all, all different kinds of topics, not just BCH stuff. Um, and I think it's great. Um, people got to buy food though. So don't be surprised when they cash out and they got to buy food, you know, especially noise is especially uh, popular in the Philippines, I believe. Um, yeah, a lot of these people don't have so much money. Um, and if they can make a dollar, well, now they have food for a day, right? So it's fine. I don't see a problem. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I really just want to, you know, try and get the message you know, across to the community at, in, in general that, yeah, this this is what the whole point of, of, of BCH, even the whole point of the whole crypto movement or even the whole point of life really is like, just get it done yourself. Like you want something done right, do it yourself. And yeah, maybe if you start building something, you know, then maybe some other people will start to, to pitch in, but you kind of need a lead by example and you might say oh but i don't have enough resources or i don't have enough money or like that that's bullshit right you've got 24 hours a day same as everyone else right it's like start like starting this podcast you know what what did i start (laughs) with you know i switched on my webcam and webcam yeah yeah you know and i did the first episode's a piece of shit like you can look it up you know it's terrible right but the you know the it's just just like make it happen like don't have excuses have solutions you know and uh yeah maybe your first attempt will be kind of crap but a first attempt will be better than nothing and then you'll learn from that and then you'll work on that whatever and don't expect that suddenly you know everyone's going to be all over it like this is the greatest thing ever you should take feedback right so if there's no response at all then probably you know something's wrong with your idea you need to brand it differently, you know, package it differently, explain it differently, try it in another medium. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do, right? But, uh, you know, whatever does work, whatever kind of little grains of that, well, build, build on that, you know? And when it's it's all <clears throat> voluntary, right? That's the whole point of this whole system is ever since Satoshi wrote the white paper and wrote the first client, Satoshi didn't go out there and say, hey, can you give me funding to like, do-? no, just got it done somehow amazingly and then and then put it out there right and that's sort of the attitude that everybody needs to have is that and you know the crypto community is not necessarily full of money even though it seems sort of like that on the surface because that's what you see is people posting on twitter i'm getting rich or or whatever right or the price going through the roof but like like we talked about at the start shit happens you know people have all (laughs) kinds of expenses and things that they've got they don't you know, and everybody's always making noise about how much money they've got, you know, nobody ever makes noise about how broke they are, right? So you, you just really got to No, they do. Your, it's just on noise. <laughs> noise <laughs> like cash, yeah. 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 True, true. But it's just like the Instagram phenomenon of the world we live in, you know, everybody's always on holiday 24-7. No, actually, sure. most people are not on holiday. Like, they just went on holiday once, took 20 pictures and spread them out, you know, once every two yeah. weeks, right? And it's that it's that same thing. And okay, there are exceptions like Smart BCH, for instance. They said, "Listen, guys, we're going to kick off this killer project," and they got a thousand BCH of funding, right? 
but you yeah. are not smart bch why right. well because smart bch was done by jihan wu who's you know the, the most og of crypto ogs <laughs> that is you know got a rap sheet a mile long like that probably if you don't know anything about it like that's the that's the point you're already out of the loop like he's just been <laughs> crushing it for years and years and years yeah. and you've never even heard of him right like that that you know he and he has a proven track record of delivering and it was actually a sick idea and he did have um you know proof that he could get it over the line and all those things and yeah okay then those projects can get funding but Whatever your idea is, if you're not Jihan Wu, probably people are not going to be as interested. So you've got to just make it happen however you can in whatever way you can and ultimately do it for the, the passion, right? If you're, I mean, that's not to say that you can't have a commercial element. This is cryptocurrency and that is the point. It's money. If it can make you money, you know, all the better, that will make it sustainable. But if you, if you, I don't know, there's other industries you can be in if you're passionate about or find a way to combine whatever you are passionate about with cryptocurrency in a certain way that you'll have a certain edge or, or advantage. But just because it's it's about money, yeah, don't expect that that means you can just show up and say, please give me money and, and suddenly get a lot of it because it doesn't <laughs> work that way. But what it does work like is that nobody will interfere with you. If right. you want to do your whatever, like you're saying, it's permissionless, just sit down and crack on. Nobody's going to get in your way. The right. road is wide open. It's but you've got to start, you know, running along it. Basically, I, I'd also just like to say that you can help other people too. Like if even if you don't have a brilliant idea, but you want to contribute in some small way, like we all need a lot of help. A lot of us are doing this by ourselves, right? So if you can make some graphics, you know, edit some edit some stock photos to be BCH oriented. If you can, if you can do video editing things, um, I think it was in that same Reddit thread. Someone was complaining that uh, there's there's fewer merchants in their town that accept BCH now than accepted BTC in 2015. Well, go talk to a merchant. Right? It's not difficult. You don't need to be a marketing genius. You just go <laughs> to some place that they know you, you go there often and be like, Hey, have you guys heard of Bitcoin? I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, would you ever consider accepting Bitcoin? Like, yeah, maybe walk them through it. It's, you know, it's not that difficult. Uh, if, if there's a lack of BCH support in your community, be that person, be that person that gets support. Um, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what the expectation is. Like we have some marketing team that's going to swoop in and like, you know, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. We're decentralized, right? Uh, we're all doing our own thing and we, we kind of team up on stuff, but uh, you know, you can't expect, you can't expect uh, someone to come in and solve these problems. You got to do, you got to solve some of them yourself. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to take responsibility a little bit. Uh, I would love to come to your town and onboard some merchants, but uh, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's just, and I know, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not too, uh, yeah, like cut up, like for every, when you see this sort of thing happening, well, what do you do? You just ignore it. You just let it slide by because eventually that person will figure it out or they won't, right? It doesn't need to be a big campaign to be going out and saying to people, look, you don't get it. You've got to do it yourself. So much as reality just kind of takes care of that. 
uh, for you. And I mean, it's funny, this is not a BCH example, but it's a classic thing of, you know, because I'm a, a software engineer, and I, you know, made apps is that as soon as you can make an app, bloody every person you ever heard of comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I've got a great idea for an app. Let's do a collaboration. You make the app and I'll be the business person. And the business yeah. person basically means I'll sit around and do nothing and get 50% of the profits <laughs> while you do all the, you know, grinding of the code with the hard work. And yeah. I mean, usually you know, that, like the answer in that scenario is learn to code an app yourself. Like if it's so great, well then put in the time to, to get it done. But people just have to realize that ideas are worth, you know, nothing to very little and execution is worth <laughs> a lot because it produces results and it builds your credibility. And, you know, it's something that people can, can connect and engage with. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 they're like you're saying, there is no Bitcoin cat. That's all. Yeah. Like it's decentralized. There is yeah. no CEO that you go and talk to. There is no, um, marketing team or anybody you need to talk to There, there are projects in the scene. So you can go and talk to them if you want to be involved with them, but ultimately whatever resources or connections or things that they're doing, it's just whatever they've built up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just just hopefully people can be more in that mindset. And if you don't like somebody else's project, don't be involved in it. It's that simple. Yes. Like, just don't. You don't like read cash, don't go on it. You don't, don't use you know, it. <laughs> don't use it. Like it's it's really that easy. Uh, use memo. The, exactly. And the point is that we're or create a competitor if you think you can do a better job and somebody's sure. doing a crappy job. Prove it because if you start doing a better job, they will notice and they will copy you and then you're proven right, you know, but yep. that doesn't happen without, uh, yeah, without proving it in reality. If we, if anybody had better ideas than any of what we're doing, we'd be, we'd be trying it out, but needs, you know, somebody can uh, show the way and that, that person can be you or maybe in trying it, you'll find out, well, there's a reason people aren't doing that way, but no, nobody's going to know unless, uh, unless you try it. So, yeah, anyway, to be fair, just to be fair, I, I think a lot of people who have good ideas are not particularly good at marketing them because coming up with an idea um, by itself is fine. Uh, and even if you're an engineer, like you build this thing and then nobody uses it, nobody sees it because you're not particularly good at marketing it. <clears throat> you gotta, You have to find somebody who is good at marketing it. You have to find somebody who sees the potential of your project and 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 work with them. And like I made this app; it's the most amazing thing. Um, convince somebody. Convince somebody who who uh, can see the potential in it and will help you carry it out. Um, not everybody is good at every aspect. You know, if you're good at graphic design, you're probably not uh, uh, equally good at. Uh, design or, or whatever uh, so yeah don't be afraid to team up with other people if you have amazing ideas yeah yeah so yeah i i, I, don't, I don't know i don't want to yeah turn this into my huge uh, <laughs> soapbox about about everything uh yeah maybe i i don't know what the what the we'll edit all this out yeah. yeah no we won't it's all unedited mate it's all unedited uh oh, real no. talk only real talk. Uh, but yeah, it's like the, it's just, you've got to be in that active mentality. You can seek help. The community's got resources and everybody is really friendly. So reach out and get involved, but also just don't be surprised if your, if your 
asking for a lot of value, but you're not demonstrating a, a lot of value because just like in the real economy, BCH is no different. Like people are just going to say, well, what, what have you, what have you got to show for it first before I'm taking t- you know, valuable time out of my limited day to listen to you? Like you better show yeah. something that, uh, <clears throat> that I can at least, you know, get the idea of or see that at the very least you are passionate enough to have done something hard or difficult or can demonstrate you yeah that uh that there's there's kind of something there and that uh really yeah it's all it's all just volunteer stuff and people are not just making you know millions every day with their little niche crypto project right but people do their niche do their niche little projects and and the scene can all kick off together you know that's the beautiful thing about it is that ultimately you or I or anybody else doesn't need to agree with what anybody else is doing in Bitcoin Cash because we're all on the same team. And by the magic of economics, if you make something good for BCH or you spread it to more people or you make a cool app or you know whatever, that's generating network traffic. It's building value. People are trading. Then indirectly, that just flows into everybody else's uh, the value of everyone's BCH, and we're. Everybody in the BCH community, by definition, is a holder of BCH. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, you don't even need to like read.cash or noise.cash or whatever because actually they're boosting your BCH even if you hate yes. it. So uh, yes. just, just, just let them crack on with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually all, all to the sort of good. So, yeah, any, any other thoughts on this before we just kind of uh, wind down? Well. I want everyone to succeed and I hope everyone's projects succeed, but, uh, just, you know, you got to put some work in, you got to show, show me, show me your projects. Amazing. You know, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I, I, I do contribute to the odd flip starter. Um, but if you want people to, to pile in with money, you got to show us that it's worth putting money in. So please start small as well. You know, you're going to start small, build up, yeah. like, uh, yes. you know, get, Get a small amount of money, make a small thing, and then promise one slight step bigger, and you can always just uh, compound, compound that effect um, further up the hierarchy. All right, so then uh, <clears throat> moving towards the end of the show here, we've got our last two classic segments. So, <laughs> meme of the week this oh, week God. comes from at Real Really Bot, who I believe yeah. is actually one of the crypto Twitter sort of skeptics. Uh, so, you know, they, I, I love, uh, following a lot of the, what they come up with cause they, they do actually balance a lot of the more ridiculous, uh, crypto kind of, uh, elements, but this one is a great one of the, it's a picture of Max Kaiser and uh-huh. Michael Saylor, who are two mm. very, you know, renowned, big, uh, renowned. Of, of BTC, <laughs> notorious, mm. infamous, I don't know what you'd uh, call them, <laughs> but, uh, they, they, infamous yeah maybe um but they've got the white and the black uh suits Mm. going on so they're looking kind of a bit like sort of evil twins or something (laughs) somehow (laughs) i don't know but it's the two of them just standing there in a room nothing special is going on and it just has the label boomer coin with the (laughs) coin uh orange and white and this 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 made me laugh you know i i gotta say because it is actually kind of clever because uh not only is it true that you know, Bitcoin is is getting a bit outdated in the in the crypto markets, uh, like we've sort of talked about. But uh, 
these guys wouldn't actually be far off legitimate boomers. I mean, boomers is now just the word for just anybody <clears> older than the age out of, of touch. 22 yeah. or whatever. But, uh, yeah. you know, there is an actual, <laughs> there is an actual 23 like, <laughs> definition of like, when you are a boomer that there's a generation sure, sure. between certain, generation. like, I think now you've got to be, to be a boomer, what you've got to be like in your sixties, probably. Right. Or, I, I don't know what the exact uh, shapes are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's know. kind of like, it's about that sort of age bracket and, and those right. guys actually do actually uh, meet it. So yeah. it, it is a bit of a clever uh, double, uh, double, double sort of pun there, I think. So uh, yeah. Anyway, guys are for sure. Michael Saylor might be a bit younger, just looks old, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty anyway, funny. yeah the two of them they're kind of out of touch <laughs> with crypto they're out of touch yes. with even bitcoin they're yes. just they're just a bit out of touch but they've got clout so i don't know we'll see how much longer the world keeps listening to them but uh why i don't understand why would anybody listen to either of these people i have no idea uh, there's something for everyone you know <laughs> I, I i don't think you know both of them have got a, a kernel of a kernel of truth in in, in what they're into Everybody uh, has a kernel of truth. In what yeah, well, you got to. That's right. You got to give them that credit. You know. Okay. Okay. But I but know. I don't understand why either of these guys got to be huge in in Bitcoin. Um, Max Kaiser. I, I used to be a big fan of Max Kaiser. I mean, now now I'm pretty iffy on him. You know, and I mean, he is he is a bit nuts. He does on one hand play it up. He that's deliberate. Uh, but on the other, he is also just a bit nuts, and he always has been. But he he sort of. You know, he was there in the early days. He was pretty, pretty OG. It's just kind of crazy how he spiraled off onto, onto you know BTC, the one and only coin. He didn't stick with the whole peer to peer cash. That didn't get through to him somehow. But he had tokens and stuff. He had Max yeah, he Coin had and whatever. So, so this is the the story that happens over and over and over again samson mao and all of these people like btc only btc but buy my erc20 token btc is the only <laughs> thing in the world bt i'm selling a token that's on the ethereum network you know over and over and over again these guys talk about how btc is the only thing that 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 exists in crypto and yet when it comes to producing their own shit coin right they have to launch it on the ERC. They have to launch it on Ethereum because you can't do it on Bitcoin, right? You can't do it on BTC. So, I mean, I don't know, Michael Saylor, I don't know if he's ever tried to launch his own currency. I don't know. I, I only know his his uh, his business has some interesting history. Um, and it seems like uh, getting into Bitcoin was just uh, his his only chance of kind of saving his company with number go up because their software business was having some issues. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as Max Kaiser, uh, man, you know, uh, practice what you preach, right? Uh, you know, if I if if I said BCH is the only thing in the world, don't touch any other coins. You know, I. I, I I, I would I would totally be okay with people not listening to me anymore if they found out that I also owned a little Ethereum. Um, you know, like, just hypocrisy. It just bothers me so much. Um, you know, if, if you say Bitcoin is the best and also 
uh, there's some cool things happening elsewhere, then that's fine. That's totally fine. You think BTC is going to come out on top, but don't say it's the one and only, it's the best. And, and I'm a maximalist, you know, his, his Twitter is maximalist, right? No, you're not. You're demonst- you're demonstrably not a maximalist. You have produced your own other chain coin, right? You are not a maximalist. Um, so yeah, hypocrisy just bothers me so much. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we'll see. And maybe at some point, this is also going to be an interesting one too. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'm sure we'll do another topic about this at some stage, but it's going to be uh, at what point do the BTC crowd start to bend the knee to BCH? You know, that's, you know, this is thinking a bit far down the line, <laughs> but it's just going to be the more somebody is invested in that whole narrative. Like, for instance, Vitalik, who is nothing like this at all, if BCH comes out and just starts crushing it, he'll just be like, love BCH, always has, and everyone will be like, yep, that's that's true. Yes. No problem, yes. you know? Nobody's going to be yes. mad about it. If he suddenly is just like, fuck it, like smart BCH is kicking off, let me code up something for that. Nobody's sure. mad. Everyone will be like, you've always no, been about be it. It's all good. <laughs> people well, would be mad. Probably Ethereum people would be <laughs> yeah, mad. That's you what know? I mean, that's a, yeah. You know, but like, you know, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't suffer any, you know, harm yeah. for me. But then, you know, with the BTC crowd, they're like, that's BTC and only BTC. But if BCH, you know, starts coming back, at, at some point their sort of ego has to bend to the reality if we see that. If, well, if we see that, but it has to. There's right? already ripples. Right, there's mm. already ripples. Uh, if you look at uh, Peter McCormick, like his yeah. most his latest tweets are are like you know dipping his toe in the water of like, hey guys, maybe my my cognitive dissonance is wearing off a bit. Uh, maybe maybe it's uh, okay to like more than one thing. Maybe the world isn't binary. Um, mm. I think uh, if people haven't watched it, I really recommend watching. I, I don't like Peter McCormack at all. But the the interview he did with Eric Weinstein was just amazing, um, and I highly recommend people check that out because uh, it seems like it actually made Peter McCormick think a bit, um, and that's great. Uh, that's just wonderful, um, and you know he doesn't talk about BCH or or anything else. He's just like you know <laughs> Eric's point all over and over again. Is, so what are we doing, guys? What's the point of all this? Uh, and I think that's you know, something that you, you really need to ask BTC people. What is the point? What is the point of this project? What is the point? If the point is I get rich or my family gets rich, okay, you guys don't need to change much, right? You just need number go up. But if the point is making a new economy, well, BTC isn't going to do it and it's not taking any steps to do it and they have no interest in doing it so what is the point of bitcoin and i mean bitcoin in general not btc not bch what is the point of the bitcoin project what are we doing here why are we here ask yourself that um if it's uh, me and mine then okay it doesn't really matter as long as you keep getting rich Uh, but if you want to do something a bit bigger then you have to think about where you're going to invest your time Uh, And I agree with Roger, like, you know, I want new money for the world. If, if it's Bitcoin cash, uh, and I think it is, then that's fantastic. If it turns out to be the next coin that comes out that, that has some real new, amazing thing, I will absolutely jump to it. Uh, If it's, if it's, uh, 
going to achieve the goal of, of peer-to-peer electronic cash for the world, I'm on board with whatever that is. Um, and I'm, I'm in it for that reason, uh, not because of the ticker, not because of the logo, not because of the name Bitcoin. I'm in it for, for philosophical, for practical, for um, um, all, all, all of the above. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's, that, that, that's good. I mean, I, uh, again, I'll also link to this um, interview of uh, Peter McCormick and Eric Weinstein. I also watch that and I do also uh, recommend it, but I will say it is a bit, it is a bit of a hard watch to be honest. Like it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit like pulling teeth uh, watching it because Peter McCormick is sort of trying to sort of stumble, like, cause he knows that yeah. Eric Weinstein is this really smart guy and, I haven't seen uh, Eric either. Maybe I just haven't missed it or maybe he hasn't said as much, but I, I haven't seen him talk too much about cryptocurrency, but he knows uh, he, even in this interview, you can see little shades that he knows quite a lot about what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's sort of in that same uh, category that we were talking about before of this uh, Reddit poster, you know, who might've just been watching it for quite a while and just, you know, they're just getting getting involved as and when they, they choose to be. And, you know, he, he sort of has been in Bitcoin, you know, seemingly like I think he even talks about it in like 2011 or 2012, you know, he was sort of reading the white paper and, you know, he might have a cheeky little stash himself and he, you know, um, uh, yeah, so him and Jordan Peterson as well apparently have been talking about it more. Jordan Peterson, I can see more along the lines of like he just kind of is jumping into it now because it's where the action is. But uh, Eric Weinstein, I think he he at least knows about it or he's been, I mean, he's a maths professor-like type guy. I, th- I mean, He would love it, at least from a theoretical uh, point of view. And just, you know, so he has been following it. And then, so then Peter McCoy, who came into it later, but then oh, yeah. somehow got all this clout in the BBC scene is kind so. of saying, yeah, okay, well, it's all kicking off, you know, in... Bitcoin and Eric, yeah, it's just like, what is the point of all this? He, he's sort of trying <laughs> to get him to realize, like, a, this wasn't what it was about, you know, from when I started looking yeah. into it. But also that uh, the BBC crowd are just—they're not delivering on any of their promises. Where it's like we're going to take over the world, and you know, like once we're all, you know, it's like you all are supposedly. And Eric also yeah. is jabbing the needle in a bit there. You're all supposedly yeah. really rich now because the price of your coin has gone up, you know, 10 X or whatever. And what what is happening with that? Yeah. What's, what's going on with that? Are we seeing like a cool new charity start or are we seeing like some sick new business or are we seeing BBC funds its own pirate Island or it launches rockets into outer space or actually none of that. Like the BBC community is not putting up really any numbers. Like even Vitalik is like out donating money to India and doing this and that, you know, the whole crypto scene as a whole is not like lacking for humanitarian causes and, you know, uh, funding the, you know, economic uh, foundations and donating to kids in Africa and like doing all this stuff. It is going on, but BDC, especially for how much they think of themselves as where the top dogs they're not really putting up any numbers on that on that front, you know. Nope. Yeah the the amount of money in BTC that they could be putting into science or you know whatever, where where is it? You know, but but that's the the fundamental difference, right? These people 
are are in it for themselves, right? They're in it to get rich themselves, uh, their own clout. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if that's the point of your project, well, I'm not particularly interested in it. Uh, and and I, I hope there's enough people in the world uh, that share that view that, hey, we're we're all on this rock together. And when I kick it, I'm not bringing any Bitcoins with me. So I should use it for something now, right? I should do something with it now. Wouldn't wouldn't you feel nice, like, just before you die, you know, like, ah, I saved the lives of all of these cats on this island or, you know, whatever. Please save the cats. There's a lot of cats that have no homes. Start a cat shelter. Start a spay and neuter program. You know, whatever whatever your pet project is, leave the world a better place than how you found it, Right. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be rich enough that people are going to remember you for being rich. And maybe you don't care if people remember you or not. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, please, please use your money for, for something, 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 something. It's just something. Use it for something. Yeah. Hoarding, hoarding is, uh, something I read on Twitter recently. It was like, uh, if, uh, if, if one monkey hoarded all of the bananas and didn't share it with with any of the rest of the group and they all died scientists would study that monkey to see what was wrong with it uh and and i really feel like that's the same for for people it's like i'm hoarding all the bitcoin okay so you're a troll you're just a you're a dragon you're just what's the point right (laughs) what's the point uh you don't you don't necessarily have to spread it around but you know you can invest invest in some company that's going to make some revolutionary change. Uh, you know, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? You spend it however you want. Mm, hookers and blow. Lamborghini. Have fun. Enjoy your life. Uh, as long as you don't hurt anyone, it's fine. It's fine. Be happy. All right. Well, I think uh, <laughs> that's that's the that's the very roundabout. A few few different angles of attack there, but it's like a buffet. People can take that uh, message and sort of select out whatever whatever morsel they were thinking uh, sure. making sense to them. You know, I just kind of want to get in the last word that uh, please. I mean, even hookers and blow B two C community <laughs> not impressing me on that front either. I haven't been seeing any. Banger, That's true. You know, Snapchat clips of it just going yeah. off. And they even like BBC Miami or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it looked kind of cool. There was like one, one like a uh, dance rave type like thing going on. Yeah. But it, honestly, it looked pretty average. Pretty I was like, yeah. I've been in a lot of like clubs <clears throat> and shit. I'm expecting like something a bit better at a whole conference. Like, come on, couldn't have looks like jet wants to jump in here with his expertise yeah let's 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 hear it mate this is the time the sign off for the show let's hear it so i just remember um like when i first got into crypto reading about uh dancers and strippers and all just different kinds of sex workers in uh, las vegas that had tattooed btc qr codes on themselves and now i just think like like, do they get, like, if, even if they were to, like, try and accept business still, like, how fucked are they? Like, it just gave me a giggle I wanted to share. Yeah, they, uh... Yeah, the dust limit, you know, the the strippers are, are priced out of using BTC, you know. Uh, unless unless it's you know a high roller Las Vegas club and people are throwing hundreds, okay. 
but you know people still get singles right uh the the fee is going to be more than the one dollar right so uh yeah sorry sorry uh your your business is priced out of the btc network you got to get a but you know you could still accept that's what no 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 if if you have an old QR code, uh, you could still accept BCH payments as long as you still have the private key. You just have to tell them to use the legacy. So for all of you strippers out there who who have BTC or, or Bitcoin tattoos from pre-2017, you can still use your QR code tattoo to accept funding from your clientele. Just you, tell them to use a legacy address from their BCH wallet and you'll still be okay. Good. Well, I love it. That, that will then wrap up the, yeah, that wraps up the episode. That's perfect. So voluntarism, proactive entrepreneurship in the scene. Don't expect money from other people. Go out, hustle and make it happen. All the strippers listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. You're already killing it. So that's, that's who we should be role modeling ourselves after. Perfect. Excellent. So yeah, that will uh, pretty much do it for the show then. Um, the donations, uh, as you know, practicing what I preach here, my, well, message to the community. We already had message to the community that was, we already had about four messages to the community. (laughs) So, you know, we've, we've had enough. There's only so many messages you can have in before it gets jumbled. So yeah. Anyway, slides and resources are at bitcoincashpodcast.com uh thank you to the donators i love you all been uh absolutely amazing and uh yeah and also the sort of the customers the ones who've been paying on prompt.cash the last episode didn't actually do as well on that front i think the i set the price a little bit too high i've been experimenting with the free market uh but also the price of BCH was up. So that was a bit cheeky. I made the price higher uh, in BCH, but the price was also up. So it was actually quite a bit more. So that might've been over the limit of like what anybody would pay to listen to this shit. So um, yeah, that, 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 that's kind of it for me. And uh, cheap lighting, mate, give us the yeah. uh, shout outs. Where can people find you and uh, uh, yeah, any, any final acknowledgements or anything you want to give on the show? Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk for another 30 minutes about philosophy here. So, uh, you know, get yeah. some popcorn. <laughs> get into it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, this is just to reiterate, this is all, all permissionless. So uh, I want to see uh, you guys develop your, your thing. So uh, get out there, pump it. Uh, write write a Reddit post, write a read cache post, make a website, uh, you know, make make a blog, whatever you got to do. Start getting your idea out there, uh, getting some some uh, eyeballs on it. Uh, join join different uh, different uh, groups, communities. There's meetups in your area. If there isn't one, start one. Uh, we have virtual meetups. Um, you know, I host the Asia time zone one, but there's, there's multiple meetups all around the world. Um, so, you know, uh, check out, uh, telegram. There's, there's channels for every topic that you could possibly, possibly be interested in. Um, you know, follow, follow interesting people on, on, on Twitter. Um, uh, maybe not me necessarily, but, uh, there's a lot of really, really good people out there who have wonderful ideas. Check them all out. Um, yeah, um, there is a network discussion meeting coming up on the first. I forget what time it is. Um, 
but I believe that's next Wednesday. Um, so be sure to check that out. Uh, if you're interested in more technical, technical discussion, um, I'm cheap lightning everywhere on every platform. So, uh, if, if you want to, uh, say hi, feel free. I'm there. Um, and yeah, um, by, by all means, check out smart BCH. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, projects come out. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's been a been a really good one. Jet, any final thoughts, or or that'll do it for the show. <laughs> We're all good. Thumbs up. All right, perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, and until next time. Meow meow. You've heard of inflation, right? Oh, banks for you.